Adolin goes in with Scar and Dre, pulls Kaladin out of the out of the throne room, out of the entrance hall that Elikar's just died in, and they run across the Sunwalk to the Oathgate, and we meet Shallan, who's been trying to get the Oathgate to function. And I believe it's in the previous chapter, maybe it's in this chapter, where she successfully gets the Heart of the Revel to retreat. But there's a catch. Anybody want to talk about this? So Shalon knows, she realizes in the moment that the Heart of the Revel retreats, but Shalon knows it's not because of anything she did. She knows that she was struggling against it, and then it just kind of turned around and left. So now it's kind of like, oh, wait a second here. We're, we're already starting to suspect a trap. And then we get to the discussion with Shaw and Not. As she's wrestling with the heart of the revel, Elliot, you have something in the outline that did you want to talk about from the from chapter 84? Uh, so, yeah, this is the bit of, of 84 that I wanted to, to key in on before we moved too far. So she's struggling with the, the heart, and the heart seems to really be playing off of all the struggles we've been talking about with Shalon recently. In the last couple of episodes we've, we've talked about, we've, we've kind of started to dive deep into what is Shalon really dealing with here? What is she fighting this whole... Is this like a clinical multiple personality disorder kind of thing? You know, what what are we dealing with here? The heart like plays on all of those weaknesses and just she's got like all these different like personalities just flashing through her mind so that she does she can't even she doesn't even know who she is, she doesn't even know, you know, what is going on. And then a voice comes in into her mind, and it's wit. It's wit. Which sidebar. Is he just like sitting off in a corner by the side of this, like just watching? You yeah, know? you got it. Keep going. Right? Like, oh, this is oh, this is interesting. Like you know, popping the popcorn. Like oh, but, yep, here they come. Yep, it's gonna be good. Oh, I suppose I should intervene in this moment here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And anyway, sorry, that's my mental image of what Wit's doing here. I imagine the like old movie montage where it's like you're about to you're about to lose, and then it like shows like a ghostly version in the corner. It's like. Remember your training. Like wax on, wax off. Like I don't know, like something. Like and like she's just remembering this, and then she's like, oh, and then has this epiphany, and then wins or something like that. That's that's how I kind of envision this. And in this moment with Shalon, where Wit kind of chimes in here, I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and read it. So it starts with Shalon saying this. She, she's dealing with like the just overwhelming number of people that she is they rule me wit veil and radiant and all the others they're consuming me and then he responds back with then be ruled as a king is ruled by his subjects make shalon so strong the others must bow and i thought that was an interesting solution to our our dilemma we've kind of dived into with Shalon. It's almost like he's saying, embrace the fact that you are these different people, but make Shalon so powerful that she can control the rest. Put the 
put all your chips on Shalon. Don't get, you know, fully wrapped up in Veil. Don't get fully sucked into Brightness Radiant or whatever other personality she's got going on. Go all in on Shalon so that Shalon can govern the others. And that's a really interesting, like, mental picture. Like, one personality within her governing the rest. Maybe that's some sort of a compromise here where she can embrace these different personalities and allow that to still be true, but still give the authority to Shalon. So really interesting little scene there. Yeah, I agree. And it's, it's kind of painted as like a big character moment for her of, you know, let, let Shalon rule, but then there's not really much payoff because then the heart of the revel just kind of, you know, Okay, bye. I'm I'm done stalling you now. You can use the oath gate. Like, yep. And then she walks in, and Jean Anat is talking straight to Shalon of Radiant. Don't use the oath gate. I'm on. I'm not your enemy. I'm on. I'm on your side. And fast forward, the oath gate is trapped, and they end up in Shadesmar. So. Can we trust Jean or not? Like she's an unmade. Like that's what Shalon says. Like you're an unmade from Odium. Why should I trust you? And she says, "No, I'm. I was made and then unmade, but I am of me now, not Odium." Is what she says. So, what are you guys' thoughts here? Are we are we trusting Jean Anat? Is Adolin right in saying just just use the oath gate anyway? Like I don't care where we end up, we can't stay here. So you gotta you gotta do something. I thought that was right because in my head I was like, why would we trust? Why would we trust the bad guy right now? Like, <laughs> you know. So I think that was the yeah, right if decision. I was them, I would I would definitely be like, oh no, you can't use it. No, 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 no. Right. You'll you'll die. Like you, you can't use it. You know whether or not that was true. So. Yep, I agree. I think Shalon makes the right decision here. You, they have to, right? It's either we all die here, or we walk into what we know is a trap and either die or maybe live. Like I'll take maybe live over definitely die. Right. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. But now we're left with the interesting question of: Do we trust Shah or not? I, I hmm maybe like what what motive can we think of for Jaa not saying this if she's not trying to help Shalon there's right? what there's also an interesting tidbit of right when Shaa not enters the scene she enters as a person in the mirror not an un, like not the shadow unmade that we've become mm-hmm. familiar with. She enters as a person and then quickly changes to a shadow with like white eyes is what it's described as. So could that mean that Jeanat was once a person? What is like? What is that? Was it like someone like Asadan before? Maybe all of her unmade were once people. Kind of like how the Heralds were once normal people, right? It's like, weren't they? Maybe. And then they got sucked into this whole, like, immortal thing where they never go away. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm inclined to now like look for more reasons to trust this unmade, which I mean that just sounds crazy, right? <laughs> We're looking for reasons to trust an unmade of odium, like what? It's, but yeah, especially, especially given the the other unmade we have heard from, like our other one. What was the name? Uh, Yelignor, like they sounded pretty psycho, and Ray Shapir seemed pretty psycho. Like I, mm-hmm. it's it's hard to try and trust one, even if they sound normal. I, I agree, I agree, but I'm still stuck here thinking of like, what's the angle? If Shaw not is evil, why do this? If their whole plan is to get them to fall into this trap with the Oathgate. Why say anything? Shalon was just about to go activate it. Why why say something? It's unless it's a like triple cross where 4D chess. <laughs> right, where she's like, "Okay, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to warn you about the trap that I want you to fall into so that you'll think about maybe trusting me so that later on I can use that against you like maybe it's it's really going crazy here, but I don't know. I, I'm kind of inclined to maybe look for some more reasons to trust this spend because I can't think of a solid motive for for wanting to do this. Right as the chapter ends, uh, Jeanot realizes that she's going to use the Oathgate anyway, and she says, I will try not to kill you. And Ominous, right? Yes. And then she turns pattern in the in the handle, and the chapter ends like that. Poof, gone. All right, Elliot, we've gone weeks without Dalinar content, and you have a sliver, a, a, a small slice of Dalinar content in 86. Do you want to talk about 86? Yeah, we've only had some massive, huge revelations with Dalinar, and Dalinar now understands his past, or some of it at least, and has this huge moment and then, yeah, we step away from Dalinar for, like, a solid ten chapters there. Now we're back, and sure enough, Dalinar is, like, crippled, right, by this this realization. Which, I mean, who wouldn't be, right? Rightfully so, yes. <laughs> you just realized that in a past life, you were a monster. A monster who let his own rage murder at your own hand your own wife. Yeah, how, how do you move forward? with with that as your your reality i i dalinar stumbling through it he, he's making his way through it but before we talk about dalinar i actually did want to mention the epigraph that this is apparently an epigraph episode because we mentioned a previous one mm-hmm. i wanted to mention this one and we probably don't need to talk about it super too in depth but it just says something simply uh this everyone says i will swear the fourth ideal soon and in so doing earn my armor which was an interesting little tidbit. We've we've kind of surmised or maybe gotten some hints before that seems like radiance of the past seem to be able to like maybe summon their armor or earn their armor or something like that. This seems to add some pretty solid evidence to that and even tells us that the fourth ideal is where you earn your armor. So that's a 
I, I know I think a long time ago we we maybe tried to break down like you know Callum was saying first second third idea like where they're at in the progression I don't think anyone set a fourth ideal I mean I guess they'd probably have armor if they did so it, is this kind of the next you know level for our heroes here if they can get to the fourth ideal they're going to earn some spren plate or something like that yeah I, I figured that I thought we had heard before it talks about like you know uh, soldiers complete with plate and blade right and, and all yeah. that kind of notion and so i've kind of assumed that that was a thing if not we i feel like we had talked about this before yas um, what you're thinking of is when shallan is confronting yasna earlier in this book of oh i don't need you anymore i'm not your your pupil and then yasna counters back of oh where's your armor then if you're a if you're a full-fledged knight's radiant where's your armor So that's exciting. Do you think we're going to get that at the end of this book? Are we going to see a fourth, a level four Night Radiant? Yeah, I think very plausibly. That was a big reveal in Words of Radiance, right? When Kaladin earned his Spren Blade. So are we headed for another momentous earn your armor moment? Whether Kaladin or somebody else? Could be. So back to Dalinar, unless you guys had any other thoughts on that. Nope. There was a quote I wanted to read. Apparently it's a read from the book episode as well. Haven't done a whole lot of that recently, so we're this getting it all in in this episode. Big, big episode. <laughs> it's a huge episode. This is this is <laughs> massive stuff. The I wanted to read something that really hit on a hard part of Dalinar's struggle here. He's actually having a conversation with Teravangian, which I feel like every conversation we now see with Teravangian is like, I can't take it with a straight face. Like, <laughs> I can't take it at face value because I'm like, okay, I want to just, you know, read these words of the conversation they're having. But I also know exactly all the things that Teravangian is involved in and don't trust the guy and he might be the supervillain. I don't know. So this was definitely one of those conversations. But... Here's what he says. And this is Teravangian saying this, which, again, it, it comes with a whole second meaning when it's coming out of Teravangian's mouth. But, but here's what he says. Dalinar and Teravangian are talking about this whole, like, how do you live with yourself? Yes, Teravangian whispered. More daunting, however, are similar moments when I realize I'm not the man I think of myself as being. And, and they're kind of having this conversation of, like, you know, how do I live when I'm not the man everyone else thinks I am? And Teravangian responds back with this one. And how hard-hitting is this? Like, what's worse than not being who everyone else thinks you are? What's worse is not being who you think you are. And this is so true. I I've had moments like this where I've done something, and maybe somebody's, you know, called me out on it or said, you know, hey, Elliot, that that's not cool. And, and you have a moment where you're like, oh, wow. I thought of myself as, you know, honorable or kind or responsible or whatever it is. And then you have this moment of realization that, oh, in that moment, I was not. Like that's, those are the hard hitting moments where it just hits you of like, whoa, I'm not who I thought I was. And this is like that for Dalinar on 
an incredible massive scale like everything down our thought he was he's not and yeah that that would that would paralyze me pretty big people people talk about imposter syndrome of like not not being who everybody thinks you are like Dalinar quite literally had his entire identity stripped from him in about 30 seconds and has to try to cope with this so I feel like if I feel like if anyone in our story can cope with it it is Dalinar though it's true we don't we still don't have the full story true we've, we've gotten most of it we've had the big reveal and Dalinar's had a bit of the big reveal, but we still are missing a bit of the timeline, right? We, we're we missing what does, how does Gavilar, not Gavilar, how does Dalinar get from, I've done a terrible thing, I'm a horrible person, to I'm honorable and I'm going to make all the rest of these scoundrels be honorable with me. And we know the Night Watcher and memory loss is in there somewhere, but like how all that plays out, I think is still important to kind of how all of this fits together. And Dalinar makes, there's a line in here that Dalinar actually has, which is a fairly encouraging one for me. I remember as a first time reader of, I really, really liked Dalinar and then learning what you do in part three. But Dalinar has a very specific line in his mental dialogue here that's really important, in my opinion. He he thinks to himself, why couldn't I just keep on living like I did before of not knowing the the truth just so I could get the coalition together and keep like not worry about myself, my inner dialogue. And then he stops himself and says, no, that's what you did before. And that's the coward's route. You ran from this in the past. Like he, he doesn't remember that specifically, but he knows that he went to the night watcher to, have those memories ripped from him so he could live normally. And he thinks to himself, no, that's not right. That's what I did before. That's the coward's route. I need to live with this. I don't know how I'm going to do that right now, but I need to do that. So that was a really cool mental dialogue for as a first-time reader for me. That's a tough one. It's, it's, uh, yeah. Quick note on 86 before we jump to 87 with like, we only have one thing to talk about at 87, but with 86, they've been informed that Kolinar has fallen and the Radiants are nowhere to be found. In the next chapter, we realize that they're in Shadesmark, but the Eurythiru's, just from a battle standpoint, Eurythiru has been crippled. At this point, they've lost all but one of their radiance. Teravangian is the only one that has a radiant to activate the oath gate now. I guess Yasna can activate the oath gate too. So actually, that's not true. There's two radiants who can activate the oath gate: Yasna and our Dustbringer. Can't Dalinar? He does not have a shard blade. Oh, that's true. Not yet. Possibly Renarin, but we haven't seen him do that, right? That's true. Have we seen him with a shard, shard blade? I don't, I don't think we have. I, I but anyway. kind of thought we had, but I don't, I don't actually remember. It talks about in the beginning of the book how Shalon is the only one 
who's at your Thiru who can activate the Oath Gates. But that's before Yasna gets there. So I think it's just Yasna and the Dustbringer in your Thiru that can activate the Oath Gates right now. I don't even remember her name. What was her name? Melada? Mal- okay. Melada. Yeah, that's right. And We've still seen nothing from her. <laughs> and uh, Bridge 4. They don't have their Surge Binder buddy in Kaladin to practice all their Surge Binding. So they are wind runnerless at your Thiru at the moment. Um, except Elliot, I'll let you take it because I think I know, I think you know where I'm going with this. With, with the notable possibility of our friendly neighborhood, um, why am I blanking on his people? Horn Eater, our friendly neighborhood Horn Eater Rock who is now in possession of what we believe to be the Windrunner Honor Blade. Correct. That's not actually what I was referring to, but yes, correct. (laughs) What I was referring to was our last section of interludes. Do you guys remember Teft? He had a Spren of his own who was disappointed in him and saying, hey, you've said oaths, Teft. And Teft says... No, you need to go to someone else. You've picked the wrong person. So we could get to the point... Teft has a long way to come. But we could get to the point of Teft being the the knight, the Windrunner knight at your Ethereum. Because he does have his own individual spren. And we haven't seen that from anybody else. And yes, we also have the Honor Blade that Rock has. And it's very unknown whether the Honor Blade would even work like that. If, if Rock were to whip out that honor blade or give it to someone else and they were to wield those powers, would that even allow them to like convey the squire powers to the people around them? I don't I, Maybe, but, but yeah, maybe Teft actually is a better way to go there, but yeah, he does have a little ways to pull himself up. Doesn't he? It's a, just a tad, just a tad. All right, and to end the episode, 87, we have plopped ourselves down in Shadesmar. There are two huge spren on the other side. Well, there's actually a couple spren, but there's two like massive ones that Adolin... There's like 30 feet. Yep, that Adolin so. sees initially. And then he gets pulled out of the beads from by Azure and spins around, and who all does he see? He sees the three, the three spren that are like normal height, like a human height. Right. Right. He sees uh, patterns description, which I thought was really interesting. It says he's wearing a, a coat that seems to be made out of stone, and his head is a contortion of, of lines and figments that's like impossible. It boggles the mind, kind of thing. Uh, he sees a glowing lady, which we know as Sill. And then he sees a third spren, which is described as having, like, is it thorns or vines or, like, wires or something like that protruding? It was like rope is what it is. Yeah, like cord. it was like rope. Cord yeah, is the like cord, word it yes. uses. Exactly. Like, cord-like things kind of protruding and eyes that seemed to be like someone took a knife to a canvas like eyes are scratched out which was very scary in my mind i was like well okay i would definitely choose the 
the I would definitely choose Syl out of these three to hang out with. <laughs> anyways, really interesting. So we take it that this is Azure's Spren. Elliot doesn't look um, so sure over there, but I mean it could be Adolin's, it could be something else. Um But I think I think the point is this is Azure's Spren. Whoa. Um and we will see, but it's got me really curious because it's not like anything we've seen before, mm -hmm. for sure. I'm definitely thinking this is Azure's Spren. I am. It is theoretically possible. There, there's a 2% possibility here that we get a big old twist and it's not Azure's Spren and it's Adolin's Spren. That would be, you know, a wait, what? What a way to meet your Spren. Just... Right? Actually, actually, though, well. So that that's possible and that would of course push us back into the camp of okay azure is wielding a an honor blade and not a you know bond with a spren type of thing but i think i think this is azure's spren that's kind of where i'm defaulting here i'm immediately jumping on the train of like trying to figure out okay what kind of a spren is this and what order does that put her in and that was exactly what my thoughts were I mean, we can we get a little. We can probably safely assume one of our first chapters in part four is going to be like, "All right, what the heck? You got a sprint? What order are you? You know, like." <laughs> I hope so. We can hope. I don't know if that will happen. We get one other piece of evidence that might help us here, and that's that Azure has been here before. Correct. She drops a line of something like, "I hate this place," which. Is like, yeah, if I'm one of the other people, I'm doing a double take like, wait, what? You, you've been here before? And so we know that soul casting involves traveling to Shadesmar, right? At least that's how Shalon does it. Right. So we also know or have some hints that Yasna, we know that Yasna can soul cast. We also know that her other ability has to do with like, teleportation to oversimplify it but basically to go into Shadesmar and then be able to pop back out when she can find the right like crossover point right so th there's two different ways to get into Shadesmar so my first guess is that Azure would have at least one of these two surges mm -hmm. but she can't be a light weaver because her her spren is not a, a cryptic. cryptic. Right. So we can cross that one off. We've also seen Yasna's spren. So we have a vague idea of what he looks like. He's like this inky, dark, man. oily blob thing. Yeah, man shape. And we, I know that spren look a little bit different in the physical realm versus the cognitive realm, but they seem to have similarities. And this seems completely different, right? This doesn't seem anything like Yasna's spren. So we know Yasna's an else caller. So I'm ruling out Lightweaver. I'm ruling out Elsecaller. We need to know what's the third order that has that ability. Would you and like to know what the next order is in the in the spoke over here? Can I guess I first like to, and yeah, then you tell me? Say, I yeah, would go. Like to guess. I also, I think. Yep. So my guess, and I did not, I intentionally did not do any research on this. I really wanted to even just like Google, you know, the list of, of orders of Knights Radiant. And 
I know I, I need to not do those kinds of things, so I did not. I'm going to go on a complete guess and go with Will Shaper. Okay. And that is almost completely because I feel like we know Zip Zilch Zero about Will Shapers. We have like at least a nugget of something on pretty much every other order. We know at least one person or have some information about them. And Will Shapers have been very interestingly absent. So I don't even know what orders are next to each other, but I'm going to throw out Will Shaper. I was also going to guess Will Shaper. So that, that makes me feel a lot more confident as well. Um, I think that that's really good reasoning. I was thinking, I, I had a thought about it today. So fun fact for everyone watching, today is the same day that I retook the Knights Radiant quiz and posted stuff in the Discord about it, all that, all that jazz. Um, I was looking at the list and I was like, okay, who have we seen? We, we obviously have a Windrunner. We've obviously seen Skybreakers. We've seen an Edge Dancer. We've seen, we know, we haven't really seen the Spren, really. We kind of have, right? With Truth Watcher, with Renarin. Um, we've seen the Elskaller one. That's Yasna. We've seen, we, we know Bondsmith is like the craziness. Special. We know, we've seen the Dustbringer one with Melata, right? Um, so that leaves like what Stone Ward and Will Shaper. And it definitely seems more like a Will Shaper. Thing. You forgot Lightweaver, but obviously we've seen oh, Lightweaver. Light, yes, 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 yes. We've seen Lightweaver. Yeah. Um. So yes, I I also think it's a Will Shaper because we have no connection to a Will Shaper right now. So if you see on my little visual in the back here, this is a Lightweaver. That is an Else Caller. And next to the else caller is the will shapers. So mm-hmm. sharing sharing a power with the else callers is will shaper. Which nice. we know has to be the like teleportation one because the else caller shares the soul casting with the light weaver. So correct their other one of whatever that mm-hmm. traveling into Shadesmar power is, they have to share that with the will shaper. So. Now I'm very firmly in the camp of I think she's a will shaper. Any closing thoughts from part three of Oathbringer? I'm impressed you could deduce that, by the way, Elliot. That was really smart. Because I was here thinking, like, well, I guess we'll have to wait and figure it out. But I think I think that's pretty accurate. And kind of process of elimination, but very fun. I was reading some Sherlock Holmes the other day, so I'm, I'm putting my skills to use. Nice. Any closing thoughts? I think that's it. This is this is the the fulcrum, the moment, the pivotal point for our entire story as a whole. I feel like. I feel a little humbled actually by this moment because I feel like I don't even fully grasp like the gravity and the importance of this. And we just sat here for close to two hours trying to, you know, process through this. And I feel like there's even more here we could have gone through. And I feel like, you know, once we learn more, there'll be even more we can come back here and unpack and figure out how important this moment is. So I, I feel like we've just witnessed something that's even more important than we already think it is. So I'm... I'm humbled to be passing through this moment in, in Stormlight Archive lore. 
very cool. <laughs> All right, we can read our interludes for next week and reconvene then. So thanks for joining me, Paul and Elliot, and we can talk about some interludes next week. Maybe we'll get See a later. One, finally. Oh. All right. What?